Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word. Have you seen life change through inductive Bible study? Then invite a friend and come to a workshop near you where you can learn more about how to study the Bible inductively. Interested in hosting a workshop at your church? Contact our events team today by emailing them at training at presetministries.ca and bring the transforming power of God's Word to your community. Would you consider partnering with us in funding our new building through our Thrive campaign? To learn more and see a video tour of the new building, visit our website at www.presetministries.ca slash thrive. Stay tuned for the final episode of our podcast series, Is Anxiety Calling You? Hello, everyone. It's Mark Sheldrake here. I'm with Paige Fury, and this is part three of our discussion on anxiety. We have a special guest with us, don't we, Paige? Who is it? we do. We have Jennifer Peterson here with us today, and we're super excited about the knowledge that she has on anxiety and counseling. And so maybe you could just share a bit about who you are and kind of what you do and the experience that you have in this. This is a privilege to be here and particularly to talk about a subject that is pervasive in the Christian world. We all um, have experienced anxiety, so we're all experienced in that regard. (laughs) However, God has afforded me wonderful opportunities. One was um, when my sister went through some very difficult Um, spiritual times where she was suffering from anxiety and depression and the long and the short of it is she found a Christian counselor who taught her uh, how to view her heart and how to think biblically and so in light of that we learned together and um, and wrote um, a sort of seven lessons on uh, how to think biblically and how to view God, how to, uh, to see our lives in, in a way that uh, would please God. And the other um, experience that I've had is I'm um, a student in a, the Association of Biblical Counseling, ABC, and I'm ha- a little more than halfway through, and so I'm learning some wonderful truths about anxiety, depression, many things that, um, that believers uh, struggle with. And so um, I'm very excited to be here and to share some of the things that I've learned. So we should also let people know who who was your sister, Jennifer. Oh, my sister was Jane Hart, and she was uh, she was the the co uh, director of uh, Precept Canada, and uh, uh, lived in Victory after she learned these principles, mm-hmm. and then taught others. So, and the other thing is that we had Kay Arthur as a mentor as well, and um, so. Uh, since 1980, I'd have to figure out how long that is, <laughs> I've been studying the word inductively through Precept Ministries, and it has been profoundly, um, the word of God has changed my life. There's no question about that. Hmm. And then the last session we had, we had Pastor Jeremy Hyken in here, and he was really walking through what the Bible says about anxiety. We talked about some Bible characters mm-hmm. and uh, some of the Bible characters who we know would have dealt with anxiety. The one thing he said was almost everybody in the Bible mm-hmm. would have dealt with anxiety. And really, uh, our hope today is that um, you would walk along with us in some practical uh, ways of which um, people can deal with Uh, the issue of anxiety. So why don't we commit our time to the Lord, and then we'll uh, look at the practical ways of dealing with anxiety. Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us, this uh, avenue of technology, that we can come out over uh, the internet, and people can listen in their cars, and uh, in their workplace, or wherever it is they uh, determine to uh, pick up this podcast, Lord. Father, we ask that... um, our hearts would be open to uh, what you are going to say through your word and through each and every one of us today, that you would use us as uh, your tools for the furtherance of your kingdom. Father, we pray for anyone who's listening to this right now that is uh, struggling with uh, anxiety and depression or uh, any uh, mental illnesses that um, 
they know um, are right in front of them, Lord, that uh, there would be some practical ways here that they could uh, leave from this podcast and implement as application to, to move forward uh, for you and for your glory. So we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So now, Jennifer, uh, because you've been teaching this for so long, and, and you've had many students come underneath you um, over the years, is that right? Yes, that's true. There's, oh, I, I, don't, I haven't even numbered how many. Oh, mm. There'd be maybe 30 or more. Yeah. yeah. So you've, you've seen um, people who've come through your door, say, at lesson zero, and then work through the seven lessons that you've done mm -hmm. and seen some real uh, practical changes in those individuals' lives. I know that when Jane was doing that, and I've said that previously with staff members, you would notice something very much different about it, that this became a standard for for people that you'd be like, you need to go and talk to Jennifer and Jane and learn the practical tips of um, what they're teaching you in biblical thinking to uh, overcome uh, these uh, uh, thoughts that are going through your mind. So what are some of the things that you walk people through to help them understand where they are and where they need to be? Okay, I want to preface this by saying it wasn't Jane or Jennifer. It was the Word of God. And when, and when the women who were really transformed by this were the women who dug in and were really wanting change. Mm. And so um, it was very exciting to see what God's Word would do, which only God's Word can do and what God would do. And so one of the things that um, we have to be asking ourselves, well, let me back up by saying that there are two issues. <clears throat> that there is um, usually a misunderstanding of God when we're um, anxious, and there's a misunderstanding of ourselves. So mm. those are two things. And then theologically, in applying the truth to our lives, we have to realize that um, God is sovereign. So that is, a, that is something we have to wrap our hearts and minds around. We have to be solid in the fact that God is sovereign. And what I mean by that is that he is in control of everything, and as Kay Arthur would say, nothing touches your life that isn't filtered through his fingers of love. The other thing is God is good. Mm. And we have to wrap our hearts and minds around those two truths and surrender to it. And so that is um, completely and absolutely theologically sound and will help us to not be swept up in lies but believe the truth. So then we have to ask ourselves some question. One of them is, who is ruling your heart? There's either Christ is ruling our heart or self is ruling our heart. There's, there's a throne, so to speak, inside of us, and we're either going to allow Christ to be the focus or we're going to be allowing ourselves to be the focus. We get into big trouble when we allow ourselves to be the focus. And then the other question we want to ask is, do you really want to change? Mm -hmm. Because anxiety can be a very familiar way of living and it's something that gives us terrible symptoms, but we tend to want to hang on to it because, well, that's what we know, and change is hard, and, and we could even be anxious about change, which is very sad. Hmm. So really, I like what you're saying because I, I think I've said it multiple times on, on the podcast so far, but because of precept and their commitment to the Word of God and teaching people how to study the Bible inductively, you can't really grasp on to the other parts of God's character without a true knowledge of His Word. You can't, you know, because if you have this, people all the time, if they're dealing with anxiety, probably one of the things people will say is, you know, God is sovereign and He's in control. But what does that do for the individual on the other end if mm -hmm. they don't really fully understand God's Word to see that He is sovereign. It just becomes another one of those statements that people make to make themselves maybe feel better that, okay, I tried to help them a bit. God's sovereign. And, uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, that God is a God of love. You know, we say, we can say that as well, but when the individual starts to dig in and they see from Genesis to Revelation how God is sovereign, then they'll be able to grasp those characteristics of God and be able to respond better. Oh, absolutely true. The Word of God is sharper, living, active. It is something that will divide in our heart and mind and show us. I, I just did a 
my own self-quote there, but it is that the Word of God really is living and active. And so if we allow the Word of God to speak to our heart and mind and we focus on the truth, well, the truth has promised to set us free. Mm -hmm. And so we need to know it. And so there is no substitute for being in the Word of God. And, and I just have to say, too, it really it isn't enough to read it, although reading it is good, but you really have to study it. You really have to dig in, um, pay attention, slow down, uh, look for the character qualities of God, look for the promises, look for what he says, for instance, about anxiety. I mean, look at how he dealt with Moses. Hmm. And Moses was terrified to go to, to Pharaoh. Yeah. But when you read that passage in Exodus 3, you see that he was saying, I am. Mm -hmm. I am is with you. And if that, uh, if that resonates in your heart and mind, you will realize that you don't have to be afraid because God is with you. Mm -hmm. So would you say one of the differences then is because we're called to make disciples, um, we've, we've talked about this in previous weeks, is the one thing we like to do is we like to tell people to go read the Bible. And so what do you do with that person who's dealing with those deep thoughts of you know worthlessness or they can't handle walking out the front door because of whatever might come their way and you want them to get into a regular bible study when that's like the least of their thoughts they're not saying i, I don't have time for that because of all the other things that are going on so how do you get that individual maybe they're listening now um, into that regular bible study so that they can start having you know the word wash over them and uh, impact them and they can apply the truths that they're learning well <clears throat> I think that there's a question they have to ask themselves and that is how much do they love God and if they love God then they're wanting to have him talk to them and uh, communicate through the word and so it's vitally important that uh, every believer um, have a thirst and hunger um, one of the things I would say is start by asking God, God, give me a desire. Mm -hmm. And even if it starts with discipline first, mm -hmm. it can lead to desire and even delight. But it's okay if it's just discipline at first. But if there's not, if there's not an acknowledgement of a need to be in God's word, they're going to continue to drown in their own self, in their own lives, and the difficulties and troubles of life, because let's face it, life is hard. And so um, uh, it is a, how much do you love God? And think about this too. When we focus on the fact that God loves us, just go back to the gospel. And you think about while we were yet in our sin, Christ died for us. And we just look at that and examine um, the Gospels, for instance, so getting into the Gospel of John and realizing uh, all the signs that were written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and by believing have life in his name. And so spending time in God's word, there's no substitute for it. And it is going to transform your thinking and your heart, which is then going to help you to see God's perspective on life and not be so self-focused and overcome with your own problems and worries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that too, it's so important that when, if we don't understand the gospel and believe it for ourselves, then what is the point of change? Mm -hmm. um, I think when we see Christ's sacrifice, it should push us and point us towards, yeah, life is hard, but I'm willing to make those changes and push myself out of my comfort zone and be and be begging God to give me more of a thirst for his word so that when I know him, I'm then driven to make those changes in my life as hard as they might mm -hmm. be or look like. Well, look what Christ did. Mm -hmm. Look at what he paid for. I mean, we actually have eternal life, and we also have the spirit of God living in us to be our helper and our comfort and our guide. Yeah. And we have that all because of his willingness to come mm -hmm. and to sacrifice his life. And then from Genesis to Revelation, as you said, Mark, God has spoken. Mm -hmm. We need to pay attention. And then having a deeper understanding of who God is is going to help us see life in a very different way. This is why I am a huge fan of the inductive method because when you slow down and, you know, even though you're, 
you know, guys really aren't into the whole triangles and circles and clouds and all that stuff. But when you slow down and you really read the text, it starts to come alive to you and then takes away the monotony of reading scripture. Like if you were, say, just going to read through a chapter and try and pull out what you could remember because your repetition, you're going through it, you're reading it more than once, you're making those lists. I remember the first time I wrote a list on God, you know, and, and when you wrote the list on God and you were like, oh, look at the principles that are coming out on God and his character. And then you start to look at all of those attributes of God and start applying them to your thought process and your you're knowing that, yeah, okay, God is sovereign, he's in control. And I remember a pastor once preaching that, uh, you know, your walk in your Christian faith is like walking to the edge of a street corner. And although you don't know what's around the corner, God already does. That's right. And so if you knew what God already had around the corner, then you'd be able to rely and trust in him more, and it would take away that whole thought process of, well, what happens if I get around that corner and all the anxiousness that comes with that in knowing God? There's no question about it. Um, and, and one of the, the beauties of this inductive method, and, and as you say, making a list on God or Jesus Christ, and then, and then praying through that list mm -hmm. and thanking him for who he is. And, uh, and then, see, it's such a faith builder. And, and part of this dealing with anxiety is to have our faith built. Do you trust God? Will he take care of this? Can you fix anything, quite frankly? Mm -hmm. But God can, and God will, and he has a purpose and a plan that is a good purpose and plan. And so when we read these passages and when we make a list on God, as you say, of course, I'm all over the triangles and clouds <laughs> and all that, but um, and colors. And you can see my Bible right here is all marked up. But I can easily look and see um, the commands that he made in a particular passage we're going to go to. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know about you too, but in reading the Bible, <clears throat> I kind of shake my head because my mind has just wandered. But when I'm applying this method, I'm engaged, mm -hmm. I'm concentrating, and uh, I'm, I'm truly paying attention to what God has wanted to say to me. Mm -hmm. And when he's repeated words, he's repeated them for me to pay close attention to. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, it, there's, there's just nothing like it. It's, it's so exciting to be mm -hmm. in God's word. So it sounds like just even from where we're headed, practical tip number one is you've got to get into God's Word. And in the process of getting into God's Word, you have to elevate God above yourself. That's step one. I, well, <clears throat> I would say so. I would say it's a complete surrender. Mm -hmm. So it is a surrender to God Almighty. It is saying, you are in control. I need to open-handedly... Um, if you can see me, my, my hand would be closed. That's when I'm anxious and yeah. I'm trying to hang on to something that I want to control. When I open up my hands and say, I surrender to you, God, part of that surrender, part of that uh, realization of who God is will be in the word. Mm -hmm. So it will be word and it will be prayer, but, you know, there's no new shiny thing. It's, it's in the word and it's prayer. And so we open-handedly say, I surrender to you, and I know part of that is going to be spending time in your word because you've got something to say to me that's extremely important for me to know. Mm -hmm. So and that'd be step number one. Yeah, you've got to be willing to go and do this, you know, knowing that it's going to be work to get into the word and start studying this way. It's not an easy, uh, quick fix process. You know, it's a process of going through, observe, interpret, apply, take your time, book by book, verse by verse. And uh, you might not see these big, big changes like on day one, but you'll mm -hmm. notice over time, my thought processes change, my behavior changes, and uh, suddenly I'm starting to conquer things that I'd never conquered before, uh, all because of what God is showing me in his word. See, that's absolutely right. So when we give in, when we, so asking the question, who's ruling your heart? If Christ is ruling your heart, then you'll want to get into this. If self is ruling your heart, then you've got a million excuses why not to get into mm -hmm. God's word. 
and there are um, a variety of things like, I can't even concentrate. Well, the Spirit of God <laughs> is with you to help you to concentrate. And I'm sympathetic to those who are anxious, who are saying, I can't even think right now. But you begin with tiny bites. You know, this is, as you have said, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. Mm -hmm. And so if we looked at the Word of God as an elephant, take it one bite at a time. <laughs> and so even, see, here's the thing, too. We don't have to conquer a book in a day. Mm -hmm. What we have to do is look at a portion of Scripture. Maybe it's only three verses. Maybe it's four verses. But if we've, if we've done it inductively by marking the key words, looking for the character quality of God, doing those kinds of things, that, and making a list on, on what you learn, because it, it also is employing all your learning skills, then um, your focus, your um, your ability to think is going to change. Mm -hmm. But plus, God is the almighty God, the one who spoke and all things came into being, the one that said, let there be light, etc." He's the one that he's full-bodied behind this, mm -hmm. behind this word. So when, when we're in the word, you have the support of almighty God saying, well done, keep going, and I will transform your heart and mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It it's is. Amazing. It is. Well, practical, practical number two, what would be another good practical thing to do? Okay, well, after we have surrendered ourselves <laughs> to the Lord, then we have to go, for instance, there are some, you had mentioned that there are some um, passages in Scripture that talk about uh, how to handle anxiety. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I looked it up, I actually Googled, how many times did God say, do not fear? Um, there's over 300. Hmm. In fact, it was even um, a possible thing that there could be 365. So there could be one a day of right. do not be afraid. Hmm. But here's the thing. God is saying, do not be afraid. That means it's a command. Hmm. And so um, uh, when we disobey, then we're sinning. And so it's the same thing as when self is ruling my heart as opposed to Christ ruling my heart, that is sin. We have to acknowledge, and I, and I, I say this, dear ones, anyone who's listening with anxiety, that the symptoms are so uncomfortable and, and uh, your, your heart's pounding. There's a lot of, of noise in your mind your, and in your heart. And, and by the way, too, Mind and heart are, um, are joined. There's no separation of mind and heart. What a man thinketh in his heart, mm -hmm. so he is. And so the battle is in the heart-mind, mm -hmm. and that cannot be separated. And so what we have here is that we have all this noise when we're anxious. And what, we have to, and, and what we're listening to is the noise instead of the voice of God. So we surrender, and we start to get into the Word of God. And then another definitive... Um, passage then would be in Philippians uh, chapter 4. And um, I, I want to start with verse 4. Sure. So we'll, we'll start with that because this is part of the surrender. So in chapter 4, verse 4, which is ties with our, our first uh, surrendering to the Lord, is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, you preceptors, you Bible mm -hmm. students, you notice that he said rejoice twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we have to ask ourselves, well, how do we rejoice? And we rejoice, basically, it's thankful prayer. And it's thankful prayer in whom? In the Lord. So even if, let's say you were anxious about getting a job, and you get the job, you go, whoopee, I got the job. Mm -hmm. No, you say, thank you, Lord, that you opened up a door for me to have this job. So the focus has to be on the Lord. And look at it also has a time phrase. Mm. And the time phrase is always. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This is where we're surrendering everything to the Lord and we're giving thankful prayer. And then in verse 5, shall I continue on? Yes. Okay, verse 5 <laughs> says, Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Here's the problem with anxiety. Anxiety is, it brings out the worst in our character. And that is we can be irritable, we can be um, controlling and, and uh, lose our temper um, because we have this perceived I'm losing something. And, uh, and so we, when we're anxious, are not reasonable. 
just as I talked about all the noise that is going on in your heart and mind. But what happens is, is when we allow God to help us to be reasonable, then we are settling our heart and mind down. We're beginning to think clearly, and it's very important how we treat others. And so in part of our loving God is loving him and loving others. Let your sweet reasonableness be known to everyone. It is important how we treat people, anxious mm -hmm. or not. And, it, and why? It gives us the reason. The Lord is at hand. And I have a cross by the word Lord, hmm. because we, uh, I want to pay attention to every time the Lord or God is, is mentioned. And uh, he's at hand. This, we already know that he's with us every day. He's, he's living in us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. But this has an exciting uh, component to it, is that he has an imminent return. He is coming soon, and we have to hold on to that truth of eternity. And so um, in our anxiety, as we begin with verse 4, to have thankful prayer, and then we have to acknowledge, oh Lord, I have not been reasonable. I'm not thinking straight, and I'm not treating people well. And then we get to verse 6. Verse 6, I'll tell you, this is proof that God loves us, mm -hmm. because he has put this in so clearly yeah. in the Word of God. And, and this is Paul that has been inspired by God to write this. He, Paul is in prison. Mm -hmm. If anyone could be upset and anxious, if anyone could say, what are you doing, God? I am your, your man. I, I'm the one that is out there evangelizing. Don't you really need me? Mm -hmm. And here he is in prison. And so there's such humility to all of this and also a realization of uh, this is how we're to unpack anxiety. And so the next step is, as I read it here, do not be anxious about anything. We have to repent of our anxiety. So we have to say, Lord, please forgive me. I am being anxious. I am being worried right now. I've just lost sight of who you are. And self has taken over my heart. Shall I carry on? Yeah. Okay. But in everything, oh man, he says about, he says, be anxious about, uh, do not be anxious about anything. And then he says, but in everything. And don't you love the word but in the word of God? Yeah. I love it. I'm just going to sort of be scattered here a bit. But David, for instance, David was full of anxiety at times. One of the, and, and let me just say this too, dear ones, anyone who is suffering with anxiety, go to a psalm mm -hmm. and begin to read David who's saying, I'm surrounded by enemies and they're coming to kill me and they're plotting against me. And there's some, some real dangers there that David is, is dealing with. But then he'll say, but. Yeah. And it's but God. Mm. And so here we have a but. So let's see what it says. But in everything by prayer and supplication. So let's break that down first. And by in everything by prayer. This this word prayer, because there's three words of prayer in this particular verse. The first one is approaching God with worship. So we are to be mindful. We've already said, I confess, I'm anxious, please forgive me. And then I pray to the Almighty God and I'm in worship. And so I'm saying, oh, Lord, I know you're in control. I know that you love me. I know you care for me. And supplication, that's where we ask with a specific desire for an answer. So we're very specific in what we're asking for, but we have an anticipation. God is going to answer me. And here's a key. If you could picture a padlock mm -hmm. and you stick the key into that padlock and unlock it, this is the key with thanksgiving. Hmm. Thanksgiving, we, um, Jane and I used to say is that we have to be thankful fanatics. And if we learn to be thankful continually, just like in verse 4 where it says rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. When we learn to be thankful, that begins to turn the corner on our anxiety. Hmm. Let your requests be made known to God. And request is another word for prayer where again we're being very specific. Oh, Lord, I, I, I have just been at the doctors, and I've been diagnosed with cancer. Please help me with this um, difficulty. 
and guide me all the way. Oh, Lord, I have a rebellious child. Um, I, when Every time I think about him, I could be rolled up in a ball. But, oh, Lord, you are there, and you, will, you, you love him more than my ch- You love him or her more than I do, and I know that you're going to take care of the situation. Oh, Lord, I have a family to support, and I've just lost my job. Oh, Heavenly Father, you are Jehovah Jireh. You talked about character qualities. Mm-hmm. You are Jehovah Jireh. That's a name of God that is, is um, taught in the word. And, uh, and so Jehovah Jireh is one who meets our needs. And he knows what you need. Will you trust him for that? So it's that, again, that realization that we can be very specific about what we need, but we leave it with the Lord. And then it says, um, uh, let your request be made known to God. So that's that. So let me just repeat that again. Do not be anxious about anything. That's saying, I confess I'm being anxious. Please, God, forgive me. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we have to be thankful fanatics. Don't forget that. Thank you, God, you're in control. Thank you, God, you see what's going on right now. Thank you, God, that I'm in construction and I have an appointment and I could get all worked up, but thank you that you're sovereign over all of this, and you're a good God. Let your request be made known to God. Here's God's part. <laughs> Shall I carry on, or do you yeah. want to ask me? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So here's, here's God's part in all of this. So let me just say, this is doing things God's way. Mm. Um, How has your way been working? <laughs> And so we can ask ourselves those questions. How am I doing so far? Well, I'm still anxious. <laughs> but if I do it God's way, then here we go. One, one of the uh, things is, is, um, that Dr. Lehman pointed out about this passage is it's like, it's like a formula. Mm-hmm. And so the formula that's, that is not effective, and, and I, I preface this by, well, here it is. It is you have a problem plus prayer, and that doesn't necessarily bring about any change. And I'm not demeaning prayer, but we can pray worried prayers. We can be wringing our hands, and our prayer has not based on faith, and we're just saying, oh man, oh boy, oh, this is terrible, you know. And and so that's a formula that is not working effectively. And, And when I meet with women, they'll say, well, I have read my Bible, and I have prayed, and I'm just not getting it, and it, I'm still anxious. So here's God's way. You have the problem, plus prayer, plus promise, plus thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that equals peace and joy. And so that's basically what's being delineated here. Now, we're going to get to the promise part. So we've got a problem. We have prayer. And we have thanksgiving, and as I say, I'll get to the promise. Um, And here it is right here, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Whoa, what's happening here? It's a peace that is inexplicable. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm in the middle of a storm. I'm anxious. I'm all worked up. And then I apply the truths of God's word. And suddenly, I have this this quiet assurance that starts to work in my heart, in my spiritual life, and I'm calmed down, and I can't explain it because there's chaos all around me. That's this peace of God that is promised when we do it his way, applying the formula of of, uh, verse 6. So it surpasses our understanding, and here he continues on with this promise and said, we'll guard, that's like a soldier standing guard. I will guard your hearts and your minds. Remember what we said uh, at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. page and mark, that our heart and mind is, is where the battle is? Yeah. Well, it's being guarded by God. And it's being guarded uh, you're with, well, I'm sorry, we'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a promise we can take to the bank. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's something like you talked about being around the corner mm-hmm. and there could be this potential danger. It's like having 
two letters come in the mail. And the one is uh, a bill for, let's say, 500000 <laughs> <laughs> And the other one is a check for a million. And we go to the mail and we get, we get that and we open it up. The one that we open first is going to make all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's why we spend time in God's Word. Right. Because if we open up the check and we go, 500000 how would I, you know? But the next one is, wait, God, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I, you can take me to the bank and count on me. And that's what studying the Word of God tells us to do. That's what this is telling us to do. Hmm. Rely on me. But it goes on to talk about further promises and biblical thinking. So in verse 8, it says, finally. That is a term of conclusion, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Page? Yeah. And so we, we, we see he's bringing it home, so to speak. And he says, uh, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. I just want to stop there and say, was, were any of those anxious things? Not at no, all. No, not a None. one of them. And, and I looked each one of these words up. And do you know what fits the bill on each one of these? That's true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable? God's word. God's word. <laughs> and God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Trinity and God's Word fit every one of these. Yeah. So what is this telling us? This is telling us whatever it is, this is what we're to focus on. Mm -hmm. Kay Arthur would say, frisk your thoughts. Mm -hmm. What are you focused on right now? Some self thing that mm -hmm. is bothering you or whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is true. That's God and His Word. Oh, it's so you just can't get better than this. Mm -hmm. And then it says, if there is any excellence, again, there sure is. If there is anything worthy of praise, oh, yes, there is. Think about these things. That's what we're to focus on, the Word of God, His character. He and His Word fits every one of those descriptions. That's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, this, is, this is part of this biblical thinking of changing the heart so that we can look at life in an entirely different way. We've just took, taken, by going through these steps, our self out of the heart, our sinfulness, our pride out of our heart, and we've replaced him with Christ. We've hmm. put Christ in there. But, and I think one of you said, this won't happen like, I just snap my fingers like yeah. that. What happens is we need to keep practicing this. Well, look at what verse 9 says. What you have learned and received. Well, where have we learned it? We learn it through the Word of God, studying the Word of God. Mm -hmm. We've received it from God. If we receive the Word happily and willingly, we're receiving great and wonderful things. And heard, heard by I just have to say, what company are you, keep, are you keeping? Are you hanging out with believers that are going to be wanting to disciple you? Are you hanging out with believers that are going to be wanting to say, hold on here, what you're saying is very anxious right now, and point you back to the truth and the word of God. Mm -hmm. So we need to be listening, have ears to hear and eyes to see, which is the next one, heard and seen in me. He, uh, this is referring to Paul. So let's think about Paul for a minute. Have we learned from Paul, received, heard, and seen? No kidding. Just the book <laughs> of Philippians alone. Yep. We have heard lots. Just from verse 4 through to where we are now in Philippians chapter 4. We are seeing the truth of the word of God and it transforms our heart and mind. And then what it says is practice these things. Mm. This is a present tense ongoing, mm -hmm. keep on going, practice, 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 practice. And, oh, remember how in verse 7 it said the peace of God? Now look what it says. And the God of peace will be with you. We not only are given peace, mm -hmm. but the God of peace 
is with us, in us, never leaving us, never forsaking us. This is exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so um, this is our faith. This is our hope. This is our trust, all by doing things God's way. Mm -hmm. Another practical thing would be to get some recipe cards. And, and if you don't have a recipe card, just <laughs> grab a scrap of paper. And what you do is you write down the truth, write down a promise. For instance, um, there is some go-to scripture that I would encourage you all to memorize. One of them is verse 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. make your requests known to God. So you, what you would do is you would write that down on a recipe card, and every time, remember you're being self-aware, you're thinking about something not good, and you realize it, and you go, oh Lord, I'm sorry, and then you turn to your your recipe card or your scrap of paper, and you read that. That's yeah. practicing the truth. That, mm -hmm. is, that is going over the truth of, of God's word. One of the things um, that I've had to deal with uh, is being diagnosed with cancer. And um, God impressed upon my heart because let me just say, it's not me, this is God. And God impressed upon my heart to want to bring him glory through that struggle. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how that was all going to unfold. But one of the things that I had learned was that I needed to have a promise, mm -hmm. a promise that I could hang on to and have on my recipe card. And then every time a scary thought came across my mind, a what if, uh, what if the doctor, what if uh, um, they don't get it all, what if, uh, I have to have these particular, you know, follow-up medications, all of those kinds of things. Whenever a scary thought came across my mind, then I had a verse, and the, this particular verse was Psalm 28, verse 7. And it was, the Lord is my strength and my shield. Mm -hmm. That was the character quality of God, and I paid attention to that. He was my shield, in other words, he was going to protect my heart and my mind, he was going to protect me. Yes, he allowed me to have cancer, but he's got a good plan. Yeah. And so, and the other one, he's, um, I have to start again. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my um, strength. strength and my shield. And, and uh, uh, I have it memorized, but right now I'm just having some, a little difficulty here because I'll have to start at the beginning every time I try to quote this. So um, there we go. The Lord is my strength and my shield. So he's my courage. He's my strength, and he's my shield. So I knew that, that uh, I couldn't pull up my socks and try harder. Um, I wasn't going to be able to get through this diagnosis without his help. And I just knew it. I knew it because of other times I failed and other times I've been anxious, right? And um, in him, my heart trusts. Uh, that was a reminder that where my heart needed to be placed. I needed to put my full trust and confidence in him. And then I get to hear, see a conclusion here, and I am helped. That's where I do it God's way, mm -hmm. and then God helps me. And so every time I'll do it God's way, when I do it God's way, he will help me. And then I have another response, which is that Thanksgiving we talked about. And in this verse it says, my heart exalts. And so I actually felt, spiritually and emotionally, I felt his strength and his courage. And uh, it was, I could say, thank you, God. And with my song, I thank him. Mm -hmm. So why I chose that verse was it focused on the character of God and what my response was supposed to be. Hmm. And so that was Psalm 28, verse 7. Um, and there's so many wonderful and, and uh, excellent verses uh, that would see us all through where we're going to do it God's way. I can think of even Ezra in, in going and building the temple and, you know, God saying, I'll be with you. And then him going to the people and saying in there, what about the enemy coming upon? He'll be with us, you know, continually remembering all of those promises 
uh, good practical tip writing them down. I know even my wife has those cards in her purse that uh, when we're dealing with, you know, anxious moments, just to read yeah. and then reset and yes. off we mm. off we go. I love the way you said it, a read and a reset. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and for those who have that anxiousness, those who have all that noise going on in their heart and mind, to be able to just pull out the card and read it, Mm-hmm. begins to straighten us out again. Yeah. Yeah. Read and reset. That's a good yeah. way of, of putting it. Yeah. And, yeah, and again, practically, we've gone through six verses <laughs> in this time that we've had. Again, we're not like, oh, I'm at the doctor's office and I'm anxious, so I'm now going to whip out my Bible and just keep reading and reading and reading and hope that it, you know, mm-hmm. somehow this f- switch will flip. It's these pointed verses that we are breaking down and going through and saying, what is the promise of God? What are the characteristics of him? It's very specific and purposeful things mm-hmm. that we're doing. And I think practically it doesn't need to be this long, drawn out. I need to know a whole chapter that I have memorized. But it's just these, again, God knew. I think you said that. God has put this so pointedly in his word that he knew we would be anxious. And so he's given us these scriptures to help point us back to him. Isn't that loving of him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And yeah. isn't that sovereign of him? to to give us these things. I have another go-to verse mm-hmm. that really shows the goodness of God. And it is, um, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Um, there's a, I think that might be the King James. There's timidity, timidity. timidity yeah. yeah, but it all boils down to the same thing. Anxiety, mm-hmm. fear, all of that. Um, has not given us, God, has not, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power. And that word power is the word dunamis, which is in the, in the Greek, it means dynamite. This is dynamite power that we have living within us. And then the next word is love. And love is that uh, translated agape, which is that ability to love the way God um, loves us and the way we are to love others. That's what God has given us. And, um, and self-control. And self-control is, um, or, uh, or sometimes in the King James, I think it said, sound mind. I love that because sound means the stable mind. Mm-hmm. And so, but the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. So however you want to um, write this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7, every time we're afraid, we can just repeat that to ourselves, mm-hmm. read and reset. And is God, oh God, you haven't given me the spirit of fear. I'm right, I'm fearful. But power, love, and a sound mind. That's how great God is. I remember um, when I was pastoring in the church, and I was, I had shared this story in the previous podcast as well, but when I went into the pulpit once and I could sense the tension, all these anxieties were coming about me. And I just remembered pausing and saying, who am I talking to right now? You know, because when I, when I was having these thoughts, it was like, I'm conversing with myself, you know, and then pause, stop. I should be conversing with God. And I think that's one of the practicals that you mentioned earlier is, you know, immerse yourself in the word, uh, regain that prayer life, because you probably haven't had it if you're dealing with all of those anxious feelings and realign your prayer life to that's understanding right who God is and what his character is. Uh, One of my favorite authors is E.M. Bounds. The guy is a guru on prayer. And he said, prayer moves the arm that moves the world. Amen. And so you're like, oh, well, why am I not plugging into that power source in my most important times, you know, and why I need him in so much? So, um, Remembering the promises was a third practical and writing those things down. Any other practicals before we wrap up our time? Well, the other one, because, because anxious people are self-focused, they're self-focused on themselves or their circumstances, then one of the other practical things is we have to take steps to love others. Mm-hmm. You know, the great commandments, love God, we've talked all mm-hmm. about that. Um, And then the other was to love others. So we need to be involved in serving, serving in our local church, uh, serving in our family, uh, first and foremost. And so it is um, uh, one of those things that we have to realize that God has commanded the Great Commission to make disciples. Who better to disciple others than anxiety or anxious people? 
I mean, we all, in terms of anxiety, we've all experienced it. Mm -hmm. So to say, I know what it's like to feel this way, and here's the truth. Yep. Don't believe the lies, believe the truth. And so we can be uh, actively loving someone else, mm -hmm. and that takes off the self-focus. and mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, we covered a lot in this short amount mm -hmm. of time. I'm guessing that people are probably going to listen to this more than once, which <laughs> is a really good thing to keep going back over and over. And so we want to thank you, Jennifer, for taking the time to come on the podcast. And hopefully the Lord uses this tool to uh, impact many people. If you need any resources or you want to get in contact with us, feel free to email us at info at preceptministries.ca or call us on our toll-free number, 877-234-2030. And we'd love to plug you into the right Bible study, uh, connect you with the right people that will disciple you and walk with you uh, through these difficult times. Paige, why don't you close our time in prayer? Yeah. God, we thank you that you have given us your word and it has all that we need. And um, we thank you today that we are able to just dive into that. I pray that you would take it forward and that you would um, have people see the transform lives that you can give them through just knowing your word and what it says about who you are about what you can do in our lives, and you have given us so many promises, God. We do not even deserve it. And so help us to, again, walk through these steps of surrendering ourselves to you, of reading your word and knowing it, of praying with thanksgiving, um, and just remembering these promises that you've given us, God. May you, you give us, even us sitting here, may you give us the power, and um, again, recognizing the spirit of um, power and strength that you've given us to to apply these things and to have a desire to continue to know your word more and then to walk it out each and every day. We thank you again so much for who you are. We pray all these things in your great son's name. Amen. If you are interested in biblical resources for how to deal with and struggle with anxiety well, please check out some of our books and Bible studies that cover this topic. We especially recommend Lord Heal My Hurts, our 40-minute study on breaking free from fear, and studying through the book of Philippians with our various Bible studies. Also, feel free to call us at 877-234-2030 or email us at info at preceptministries.ca anytime if you are in need of help and prayer. Thank you for listening. Unlocking the Truth is a free podcast available for you. Check out our website for more episodes at www.presetministries.ca. To help enable us to create more podcasts like this, please prayerfully consider donating to Preset Ministries Canada online at www.presetministries.ca slash answer the call.